1: Friday. It is a football Friday here. We'll get back to the NFL. Survivor picks, contest picks, and of course, where we uh, end the show today, some baseball plays as the baseball playoffs start today. But right now, let's talk to Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports, the stack of stats podcast. She joins us, talks some college football for this week. Pam, welcome back to the show, a game that um, I'm very interested in. I, I know you will be too. TCU at Kansas. Feels like this is a really big one in the Big 12. we try to figure out who's going to jockey for position in the Big 12 can't can you brought up kansas to us a couple weeks ago jalen daniel's mm-hmm. playing great but how about max dugan and what tcu's doing right now what do you think about that game on saturday tcu at kansas
0: i think i'm more of a kansas fan now that i am a texas fan and that's because i am a Longhorn. i you know i bleed burned orange but i love the jayhawks but this line is really wonky to me the line opened at four and a half it's now bet up to seven Why? I know that the horn Frogs, you mentioned Max Dugan. He's doing really well, but the horn Frogs rushed all over one of the worst rushing defenses in college football. That's what TCU should have done against Oklahoma. And we knew that it was happening. It was going to happen. We saw it coming a mile away because Oklahoma had just had the same thing happen to them the week before against K-State, another great rushing offense. And it just let one It spiraled into a horrible, horrible defensive uh, performance from Oklahoma. And we saw TCU do what they should have done. But TCU actually played Kansas last year. I don't know if anybody remembers that game. And the Jayhawks, they were 21 and a half point underdogs. And they lost 31 to 28. Well, Kansas is a better team now. And quarterback Jalen Daniels, I believe that he is Heisman worthy, at least of an invite, but he has more starts now under his belt. He has more experience now under his belt compared to last season. And quarterback Max Duggan for TCU, he's absolutely doing good things over there, but so is Jalen Daniels. And he actually has the same passing touchdowns. Dan Daniels has more mobility under his belt. And I know that it is a big spread to go from 21 and a half point underdogs to now seven. But Daniels is one of the best protected quarterbacks in all of college football. He can absolutely throw. We know that he can run. Both secondaries are susceptible. So I'm going to take the stronger quarterback. I love Kansas at home, plus seven.
1: All right. What about uh, some action? I know you took a deep dive into Ball State Central Michigan for tomorrow afternoon. What's your angle there?
0: Usually don't look at matching this early in the season. I wait until the games are on Tuesday or on Wednesday, but give me the over. I'll take some points. Um, both of these offenses They are super high power passing offenses, and both of their defenses are absolute garbage. They're both top 15 in passing yards, 22 combined touchdowns between the two quarterbacks. John Paddock, Central Michigan's Daniel Richardson, and the weakness of both teams is against the pass. They're 98th and 120th, respectively, against the pass. Bottom five in opponent touchdowns allowed. That is the big factor. If I'm looking for an over, I want to make sure not only are these teams getting downfield, but are you putting up? touchdowns and these teams absolutely are allowing touchdowns some of the worst teams in defending seven points going up on the board cardinals allowing 34 points to their opponents 59 in tennessee chippewas allowing 33 points to their opponents 58 to oklahoma state um so i like two teams that can sling it and two teams that can defend love it how about tennessee at lsu tennessee three-point favorites in this one you know this game is what probably the most uh, the popular game of the week if it's not Kansas. Mm-hmm. But the value I was first looking at the over, but the value is absolutely lost. Line opened sixty one and a half. The line is now sixty four and a half. But there's been no movement against the spread. I do like Tennessee in this spot, and I don't really like favorites. I'm always first considering underdogs, but I do like the Tennessee team to come out with a, a three point spread here. Tigers top ten against the run. Who have they faced? Who have they faced? You have to look at the defenses. You have to look at the opponents that these teams have faced. Three opponents, bottom 30 in rushing yards. Well, the Vols uh, essentially have three backs. You have Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, and quarterback Hendon Hooker. Three combined. These players, 11 ground scores. Hooker accounts for three of those. So now you're defending a mobile quarterback. That's very difficult to do. But since lsu has not played a rushing team this season then yeah you kind of have to still look at last year's stats they had an 11 point loss to ucla gave up 210 rushing yards you think it had a 14 point loss to old miss gave up 265 total rushing yards so i think tennessee can absolutely run all over this lsu defense we've seen it happen in the in the past we can see it happen now i would lean to tennessee putting up like 40 plus so i still like the over but Three points of Valley lost. I'll take Tennessee, minus three.
1: Pam, you mentioned UCLA there a couple minutes ago. And I, I, I love this game. Utah at UCLA. UCLA is playing really well with their quarterback kind of sneaking his way into the Heisman conversation last week or so. But Utah, I feel like they, we forgot about them. They lost that week one game of Florida, probably ruined their chances to get to the college football playoff. But that's a good football team, well-coached, good quarterback. What do you think of this game? Utah is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at UCLA.
0: Utah, 3-5 against the spread as an away favorite. I like the UCLA Bruins catching the 3.5 in the hook at home. You mentioned it week one. That's a preview to what we could see this week. Utah lost to Florida 29-26. The Gators quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he rushed for over 100 yards in that game, had three ground scores of his own. Florida had nearly 300 yards of rushing offense. UCLA to me is a better version of Florida. You have quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's averaging seven yards per carry, plus a running back who I think is Heisman worthy as well. In Zach Charbonnet, the Bruins are absolutely a balanced offense. They literally split 52% rushing play percentage and compared to passing, they have a great offensive line and you have linebacker on the defense side for the Bruins. You have linebacker Latula too. Um He leads the team in sacks with six. He's a 64 265 pound beast. That is absolutely going to test the composure of quarterback Cameron Rising for Utah. I like Utah, but I love Utah at home, and I love the UCLA Bruins catching that hook.
1: What about your favorite underdog? We always uh, go over some underdogs that you think could be live to win, so uh, where are you focused? If you have a couple, that's cool, too. <laughs>
0: um, It's an ugly one. <laughs> Arizona okay. plus 13 against Oregon. It's Arizona. was a, su- a team that I was super down on preseason. I t- was thinking, you know, they're going to go under their season win total. They've actually been a pretty good surprise for me, but this duck secondary for Oregon, the third worst in the FPS against the pass, including giving up 375 passing yards to Washington state quarterback in cam ward. Even if you get downfield on this, even I could get downfield on this defense and I'm a bodybuilder. I can't throw the ball but I can make it downfield. That's how bad the secondary is for Oregon (laughs) or Arizona's passing offense. It's very similar to that of Washington state. You have quarterback Jake and uh, Jaden Delora similar to Ward, but third in the FBS for passing ward had his best game of the season against Oregon. Delora is coming back, coming off back to back games of 400 plus passing yards. He has eight touchdowns, two interceptions in those games. He himself is having a great season could have an even better set line after the secondary, after going up against this Oregon secondary. It's Arizona, and I know you want to write them off because they've typically won eleven team last year, plus 385 on the money line. Absolutely. If you have a duck secondary that is this bad cool. against a passing team, you're always going to be vulnerable for an upset. All right, some other big games on the board that we haven't talked about yet. So, Choose your own
1: adventure here. Tell us which one you're interested in: A&M, Bama, Texas Tech, at Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Iowa State.
0: Um, Never Aggies. (laughs) Let's start there. You said pick your boy, pick the one you're interested in. For me, as a Longhorn, it is never A&M, but it is an interesting (laughs) game still because we have Alabama quarterback in Bryce Young. He's a game time decision right now. Even if he does play, how productive is? Uh, young going to be. He has an injury to his throwing shoulder in the last game before he left the game from injury. He had 50% completion, one touchdown, one interception. So that's going to be interesting to look at. Even if Young plays, or even if he doesn't, Alabama still is a top 10 rushing attack. So even if the backup plays for Jalen Mulro, Saban can absolutely implement that run game. You have two running backs for Alabama, Jameer Gibbs and Chase McKellen, combined eight yards per carry, five rushing scores. The Aggies defense, it's, so, it's shocking to see just how bad this defense is for AM. We're just not used to seeing mm-hmm. an Aggies defense not be stout. So, but Alabama doesn't have to try very hard here. So I would lean to AM catching plus 24 simply because Alabama can run, use, utilize that run. I like the under on 51 for the similar reasons. Um, but the game that's not very interesting. It's we don't want to see a backup quarterback for Alabama. So instead maybe Texas tech plus 10 at Oklahoma state. I'm talking about um, secondaries and how vulnerable you can be if you're going up against passing offenses. The Cowboys, the fourth worst passing defense in the country this was one of the strengths of Oklahoma State last season. They were one of the more stout secondaries, one of the more stout just overall defenses, and now they are so lackluster against the pass. And Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith, 67% completion, seven yards per pass attempt. The problem is interceptions. So some of those interceptions can definitely help Oklahoma State pull away with such a big spread. But Oklahoma State defense gave up 424 passing yards to Central Michigan. and, And even Baylor gave up another three, 45 to the bears so texas tech can absolutely stay within this 10 point spread
1: pam a few minutes ago you're talking about tennessee and the game against lsu you seem to believe in this tennessee team this week and the points will continue to come how high are you on them big picture because you look at their schedule they're undefeated they play lsu this week they have alabama next week and then they have an even bigger one a few weeks after that. they play georgia and they kind of need that one for the sec east is this tennessee team in your eyes, one good enough that could upend one of those two teams, maybe potentially find themselves in an SEC championship game? How good is Tennessee with Hennon Hooker and Josh Josh Heupel calling the plays right now?
0: I'm I'm not yet convinced on Tennessee and simply because of the schedule that they have faced right now. You play two Mac teams in Ball State and in Akron. Well, of course, you're going to have like stellar stats against teams like that. But then you mentioned it. They still have a tough schedule to get ahead of them. Still got to get through LSU, though. I like them to win Alabama, unlikely to pull an upset. The one that has me interested is Georgia. I'm not high on Georgia. I was not high on Georgia last year that fell. I fell flat on my face with that prediction, (laughs) but, um, Mm -hmm. I said they would not make the type, the playoff much less win the natty and look what they did. But Georgia to me is really unimpressive this season. They're actually last in the FBS for having a pass rush. They're not getting to quarterbacks and we're seeing actually how vulnerable, uh, Bennett was against a pass rush. Well, Tennessee is very capable in that department they have a great run game obviously um they're so georgia is showing vulnerabilities that we haven't that we didn't see at all last season so i think between the two alabama and georgia tennessee has a shot at pulling an upset against georgia
1: hmm uh what i get a quick thought on the nfl because i think the action is going to be more exciting than what many of us witnessed last night do you have a uh, best bet <laughs> side or total for week five
0: I do like the Seahawks plus six. Um, this was, yes. this is definitely my best bet. I'm, you know, I just wasn't coming into the season. I didn't even really consider anything for the Seahawks because it was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of changes. We don't have Russell Wilson anymore. So how good is Seahawks really going to be? Turns out they're better than Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Like what is, what <laughs> world are we living in where the Seahawks are outplaying playing um, in every statistical category Well, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith has been, If I'm looking at backing teams, I'm looking for consistency. And the Seahawks are consistently good with Geno Smith behind center. He's top 10 in passing yards. He leads the league. Geno Smith leads the league in completion percentage, 77%. He has been consistently good. And New Orleans, you cannot back a team. That one is coming, making its trip back from London and is a six point favorite. When you lead the league in turnovers, Ten fumbles, five interceptions, and the defense is giving up a hundred plus rushing yards to Cordell Patterson to uh, Panthers Christian McCaffrey. So this could potentially be another consistently good game for Geno Smith, but another good, but a potentially a good game for running back in Rashad uh, Penny. One hundred and fifty-one rushing yards last week against Detroit. I love the Seahawks plus six, and on the money line, it's a good spot for them. I love it. I was telling the guys, we
1: love your college football plays, but I was like, you know, Pam's crushing it in the NFL as well. So thank you for that Seahawks pick as well. (laughs) It really quick, anything else that we didn't touch on any play college NFL that you also like?
0: Um who let's take a look. Let me see. Um uh, James James Madison. Is anybody interested? This is a team that is four <laughs> and first in the sun belt. This is a team that's coming. It's his first season for James Madison, JMU in the FBS coming over from the F- FCS. The Dukes pass rush. I thought this was a good team, but I am convinced that they are actually a great team. The Dukes, and it's because of that pass rush for the Dukes um against Now they're facing against Arkansas State this week against quarterback James Blackman, who's been sacked 13 times this season, bottom 30 in quarterback protection. But this Jamie defense, Top 10, 12 sacks for a pass rush, and it's all in part contributed to defensive lineman Mikhail Kamara. Uh, we see, we saw what Jamie did, a big, huge upset win, 32-28 win over App State, and why? That pass rush. They generated four sacks in that game, one interception. We could absolutely see that happen again this week against Arkansas State. I like Jamie, you
1: Love it. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports, a stack of stats podcast. Go listen to that. Pam, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football. We'll catch up again soon. On the other side, we dive back into the NFL, including the Cowboys against the Rams on Sunday. That's next right here on the Becky All Network.